Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to discuss the challenge of taking over another manager's team. Mm. We'll start with a question from someone who is taking over another manager's department and worries that the team will resist her management style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go on to consider how you might assess and retrain a team that you inherit from someone else. Yeah, this is such a great topic. I know of many people who are inheriting other managers' teams due to company reorganization and other factors. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Yeah, this is happening a lot now. So here's the question. I'm a manager at an established corporation and I enjoy working there. Our company recently reorganized and they asked me to take on another team. I'd always suspected that the manager I'm replacing was controlling, which is basically a micromanager. Uh, Now that I'll be managing her team of five employees, I'm concerned about our different management styles. From what I understand, she kept all decision-making to herself, leaving the staff with less work and responsibility. I prefer to manage by giving people lots of responsibility and then holding them accountable. How should I approach this? Such a good question. Oh, yeah. You know, so I I mean, first I want to say is I think you should meet with each one individually. So it's only five people. And I think, you know, you want to understand what they've been doing, you know, what actually their job entails and how would they like it to change? You know, is, do they want more work? Do they want more responsibility? But I think you first have to meet with each one individually, not as a group, individually, it's important. And, you know, get a, get a take on, you know, who are these five people and what, what's, what is the training that needs to occur? Yeah. That's a good point. It's also really finding out, it's interesting because we talk about this, that each boss, each manager creates their own culture within their department. So you're really trying to establish like, what is the culture that you're walking into that you now need to convert and what that means to each of those employees. And they may like it. You know, she may have found herself five people that really liked not making decisions. And then right. you have another decision to make. Do I get rid of these five? You know, you you have to really get a picture of what it is you're dealing with. Um, so I think that's the first thing that you need to do. And I think you need to figure out how each one, where each one needs to grow. You yeah. know, like, okay, so this person maybe wasn't given responsibility, never grew into that. And you can discuss with them, would you like responsibility? You know, because we can teach you that. You'll find out where each person's growth might be and yeah. be very clear about it. Don't, don't, you know, be vague. Oh, well, maybe. No, be be really out there and be bold about it and say, well, then that's the training we're going to give you. So yeah. I think that would be step two. Uh, hopefully they're all looking to grow. And honestly, most people, I think, want to grow. Don't you think that? One could hope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think what, to your point, Kathy, the, the importance of interviewing each person is that you really want to find out 
for whom was the, their previous bosses micromanaging a problem and for whom was it perfect? Yeah. Like if that's yeah, exactly. what you really want is to be spoon fed or not to have to make decisions, you certainly want to be informed about that so that uh, going forward, either you're going to have to tell them specifically how things are changing and right. they willing to do work in this different way, or as you were saying, find a way to kind of ease them out. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, you don't have to do this alone. You have five people. I think she said, or this person said they had five people, but they have a team also. And I think you can help, you can get your people to help and maybe yeah. partner with them. If somebody is really good at taking on responsibility, maybe one day a week, they meet with each one of them and they help them with that and they teach it to them. So it just doesn't all have to fall on your head. Yeah. And you know, I like this idea of maybe partnering them, whether it's for a day or for a couple of weeks, but that that they learn from the staff, your staff that you have trained so well, rather yeah. than all you, because that's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. You know? So that sometimes will work. It may not be everyone that works for you, but it could be some of them. Is um, it, I think, I guess I want to speak from a, an internal place because I think it could be daunting to step into someone else's shoes, whether you believe their management style is good or not. It's just that thing of if you're replacing someone mm -hmm. that you also may have to get the pulse of, you know, who has resentment about that, yeah. who's happy about it. <laughs> well, then there's that. Yeah, yes. I think as a manager, it will, that's part of, it's hard. It's hard to go in. If you're used to having staff that like you and that you've worked with and you're comfortable with, it's hard to go in. You're sort of like initially a substitute teacher or something, you know, and yeah, and really get a sense of what their attitude is to this change because it's also changed to have, you know, whether you like the former boss or not, you know what you have. And so right. you're introducing yourself as a new element. And I think have to be ready for a certain amount of resistance from some people um, and some other feelings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and with all of that said, you know, your team has just doubled in size and so is your workload. So you're also going to have to get them to come along. Yeah. That, you know, th if they don't like it, they're always welcome to find another job, but that, you know, this this is your this is how you run your department and they can adjust. I mean, I think you have to take that position. I agree with you that you should always be listening for what fires you have to put out. Um, but they're gonna have to learn to work with you. Yeah. Right. Don't you think? Absolutely. And it takes a certain amount of internal confidence, I think, to deliver that without seeming, you know, harsh or didactic. I was also thinking that you want to take a high road approach. I know of people who've taken over teams and then be, been highly critical of the past yeah. manager to the staff. And that generally that never works. Not, yeah, exactly. Does not go over well. Yeah. I don't even think, you know, you really need to address that other person, just that I'm different and I run things differently. Yeah. And, you know, if you feel I have something to learn, I'm always open to listening. Um, but okay, so with the way I think it should be approached is you work with each one individually, then you you match them up with other people. You don't do all the training yourself. Yeah. Um, if you feel some of them have to be removed or let go, well, that's another story. Then that's what you should do. Yeah. Um, 
maybe they can be, go into a different department, but you know, you don't have to keep bad employees. Um, well, and I think, you know, what? No, what I was going to say is I think part of the job, your job now is to actually discover what each employee's actual work product is. Right. Their work habits are. There may be some employees who were problematic problematic under the previous manager who suddenly shine. And then there yeah. may be some who were stars who suddenly become problematic. Yeah. So, and I think, I know, Kathy, you are always talking about documentation. So absolutely part of, it's not just you get rid of them. Obviously it would be that you have to set up parameters and track. Benchmark. Yeah. Track and their see how they do. Yeah. Yeah, because if they can't keep with the new program, then that's the documentation you need that they were given these goals, they didn't achieve them. And it's, it, you know, then there's write-ups and then it becomes easy to let them go. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, the people that don't like the new management will move on. You know, maybe yes. where this other person lands, they can go work there. Um so I think you have to hold more meetings than you're accustomed to because you want to bring the two teams together. Yeah. So don't be thinking I'm going to do it the old way. You know, you probably have to run more meetings a little more frequently for a while until you feel as if you have a solid team. Yeah. And, and you know, you have to talk to your people also about like, this is the team now we have to get along. We have to help each other and we all have to work together. Oh, that's so, such a good point. <laughs> yeah. And I think you have to be prepared that, you know, some may leave. You just have to be prepared for that, that yeah. um, some may just think, oh, this is not for me. I liked it better before. And that's normal, um, yeah. and, you know, or you may have to let them go, but that sometimes happens and, um, you know, be prepared that it might work. <laughs> like, you know, you don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they may be dying for a real manager, you know, after right. he didn't let them make decisions. I mean, look, I think people that become complacent under that, the, those are more rare than the ones that are just like, get bored yeah. and realize they're not growing. And how am I ever going to leave here? How am I going to grow in my job if I'm not growing and learning? And that's more what people are really like. So yeah. I also want you to be prepared. This is going to take at least three months. Oh yeah. At least, if not six, but I don't want to scare anyone. Three months is, <laughs> I think the least because it takes a while, you know, when people have to get their bearings, they have to learn who you are. You know, they're checking you out too, as much as you're checking them out. Yeah. So, um, you know, well, be, yeah. Sorry, that brings a question to mind for me, Kathy, which is you say that initially you meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. You, after six weeks, meet again with each person one-on-one, -on -one, each of the new people? I mean, I think when you're going to review them, you meet one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's a lot of time, you know, are going to have yeah. a lot of people. So that's a decision you have to make whether you can deal with that or not. And you may make somebody under you be more of their direct supervisors. It's a lot of people. Yeah. So you, that's that form of how you run your department needs to be figured out. Um, right. If you want to do it once a month, you can, but you may want to create some teams. Yeah. So you have fewer people reporting to you. You have to see how that feels. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, so we're starting with meeting one-on-one -on -one with the new people first. Right to find out who they are, what their past experience was, what their expectations are going forward. 
and to try to get a sense of their um, work product. Mm-hmm. That'll take a little time, actually, mm-hmm. right? But to really bring them on board, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So, um, I, you know, try to stay as positive as you can because none of this is really uh, unfamiliar. This is this happens a lot that if you're a good manager, you will inherit more people. And that's a sign of them putting trust in your management style. And, you know, you can run a team of a a small group one way, but as it grows, you have to expand the way you manage. And that probably is to have teams and have, you know, fewer people reporting to you, but you always have to know what's going on. So make sure the people that are reporting to you are really giving you a good understanding of what's going on. And everybody should have their growth goals. That's yeah. that's something that's really important. Everybody's goals will be slightly different, but people are, if they're not achieving and they're not working on something, boredom is what sets in. Yeah. You really have to be growing. And, you know, your job really as a manager is not to keep people in their positions, but to have them grow and have them go into the next job and be promoted and maybe go into another department or leave the company. You don't want people to become stagnant and stay in there forever. That's not, it's not the, really the way it works. So it sounds like part of this process too is for the person who's asking the question, the, the manager, the new manager of more people that you want to articulate first for yourself, but then for your staff, what is your management style? What are your goals when you're working with people? And also I know this person mentioned accountability. What are the systems that you put in place that create that accountability? So that if they're not being micromanaged, they understand how their work is being tracked and evaluated. Yes, yeah. And it will take people a while. They may balk at first, but it will take them a while to get the new system. And then it'll be, you know, second nature. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you want to listen. You want to listen to these people as they're coming on board because they may be hurt. They may feel abandoned. You know, you don't know. And you were right. You brought up some psychological stuff, but you don't want to create a job for them that fits to their emotional stability. You know, you want the job is the job. Um, I think a lot of times we do that. We, we want people to be so comfortable and we don't want to upset them that we end up doing all the work for them because we don't, you know, and people use that. So be careful with that. You need, you need workers. Your, your department is, look, if there was, they're reorganizing, it's probably less people doing the same amount of work. Everybody's got to produce. Yeah. I was going to say then. The other piece of this, the psychological piece, is whenever people encounter change, they're going to test yeah. new leader. <laughs> so so, tell, it's, so get ready for that. How does that, look? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> it would be things like, you know, if you say, well, I require that we all have an, we have an all staff meeting Mondays at whatever time there's very likely going to be someone who comes up with a reason perhaps every Monday for a while why they can't make that meeting. And so you're going to have to figure out how uh, to show that you are consistent and that you, what you say does go and that you expect them to show up. That's how that works. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're a good manager now, the person who sent this question in. So <laughs> if you want to get some management training, if you're not the best, and read a couple of books, um, on, <laughs> watch some videos, you can get good at it. 
but um, because now your team is big and you yeah. want want to you know be there um, for people. Yeah. And, you know, there are some people that no matter what, you know, certain things are going on in their lives and they may want to be somewhat stagnant for a little while. Maybe they um, have a new family or maybe they have some elder care or they have a sick family member. There are reasons why people are not necessarily in a growth mode. That doesn't mean that they don't want to have personal goals. Right. They do want to have personal goals. They're maybe not as extreme as the person next to them who's in a real growth mode. But everybody wants to grow. And I think that's an important mindset to have about your team. Yeah. And that could be as small as they want to go to Toastmasters and speak up in meetings. It doesn't have to be huge goals because for somebody who can't do that, that's a big goal. Right. So, uh, but everybody needs to have, uh, be achieving something, some personal goals that contribute to the team. Good. So it's about looking at who you've got, looking at who they are and looking at really what they, how they want to develop. Yes. It's the development side of management that you also want to become aware of. Yeah. If people feel they're growing with you, they're more committed to you. Yeah. And try to be fair. Fairness always wins (laughs) management. I mean, people may think you're a hard boss, but you know what? You're fair and fair matters. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2. Also, follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.